All right, we're back at it with another live edition of our Talking with Friends podcast. I am Sports Information Director Levi Converse. And I'm Assistant Sports Information Director Morgan Raspberry. And today we are joined by our KCAC Conference Indoor Track and Field Champions, a mixture of all of it, our head coach Henry Brunn and student athletes Avery Stever and Caroline Giles. So all of you guys, thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thank you for having us. All right, it's going to be a fun because of Last the last weekend was just incredible. Going to the final event last, we'll start with the girls. But going to the final event last Saturday, what was the vibe? And, I, and you guys all can answer this. But what was the vibe going into the final four by four hundred relay? Because going into the event, it was a tie score, and we knew our our time was going to be better. But it still though was pretty dramatic going into it. I thought so. What was the vibe kind of going that for you guys? Well, um, coming into the morning, we were down. I think it was forty one points. Uh, we talked with our team just about how to overcome adversity and understanding that control what we can. There's only a handful of events left, but it is doable. You know, we had the talent in every single event, and um, we started with that 400 on uh, at the beginning of the day, and, and things didn't quite go our way there um, with having a lane violation in one of uh, our athletes who was a top three finisher in the race. Um, so we actually went into a deeper deficit with about five events left. We were down by 45 points. So. Um, it really was a time for our women's team to buckle down and, and, and decide, make a decision. Is this where we say that it's over or are we just going to kind of grind it out and see what happens? And um, I think our, our women really stepped up and I think Caroline probably can attest to just what the women's vibe was and how they were motivating one another because they knew it was really up to them. It's not up to the coaches at that point in time. If they're going to step on the track and perform, you know, they, the, the Championship is in sights, even with that big deficit, they still could make it happen with four or five events left. Yeah, absolutely, Caroline. And really going into it, it there was not a lot of room for error going into the final day. Right. It's uh, the math, and, and we talked about the math worked in our favor even going into it. I thought, okay, we still got a great shot with this, but there just wasn't a lot of It all had to go according mm -hmm. to what, you know, had to happen, or certain things had to happen. So from your perspective, just participating in it, what was the mood kind of like going into it? Was it confidence? Was it excitement, or how would, how would you describe it? Yeah, I would say going into the final event was a lot of, like, excitement, and I almost just, like, <laughs> I was, like, proud of the girls' team just going into it because I had a lot of confidence in our 4x4 four four girls, but just that the whole day, even when things, like, didn't go as planned, we had to be like, okay, like, okay, the next event, you know, and then the next event, and then by the time we got to the last event, it was like, okay, you know, like, we worked hard today, and I like it's gonna pay off. Yeah, absolutely. And now the men, the men were in a different position, but still dramatic. You know, they already clinched the championship going into the final event, but it was kind of a roller coaster at times, especially the final day. The lead changed back and forth. We got up to a really big lead to start off, but then St. Mary predictably come back and took the lead for a little while. But yet, it was still kind of the same situation with with the points adding up. So, what Avery? What was the mood kind of like for you guys too? Because they come back and took the lead, then we come back, and it just. We already had it clinched when the final event, but how was it like kind of throughout the day watching the points swing like that back and forth? Uh, lots of nervousness. Um, the coaches kept saying the whole weekend, even before, like, we had our meeting on Wednesday, it's going to be right on the 600 and the 800. And going to the 600 on the final day, um, we had, what, five guys? Five guys in that event. 
um, but still lots of nervous energy. Um, we've had some of the top St. Mary's guys, and they're in slower heat, so we didn't know what they were going to run. So um, just pretty unpredictable. But I was puking my guts up before the race even started. <laughs> I was so nervous, and I hadn't even ate all day, so it was just you know just water. <laughs> yeah, so um, yeah, lots of nervous energy. But once we had monstered that 600 um, and scored lots of points in that. Um, I felt like we had it in the bag, but it was still, you know, I think we were still only up three points at that point. Yeah. So it was still just as nervous. Um, so the energy going to that, like the 60s, 60 dash, and like the 60 hurdles was insane. Like, I almost, like, I like, cried like twice, and I, it was a lot. It was really cool because, you know, you see that um, separation sometimes between, like, mid-distance and distance runners and, like, sprinters and stuff, um, and it was really cool to see the team all come together as one, you know, for one championship, um, and everyone was just hyping each other up, and we were going crazy. Brun jumped on me like I was a little baby or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was all excited. Yeah, so we were all excited. So And then going to that 400, we just... We, we, we were like, it's in it, but we still want to go in with confidence, and we still acted like there was a championship to still be won mm-hmm. and fight for even at that point just because, um, you know, we wanted to go to nationals in that 4x4, four four, so we still ran that 4x4 four four like we were trying to go to nationals. and yeah. um, But lots of excitement and seemed like something out of a movie for yeah, sure. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> is. It, well, the way it unfolded was really a lot of fun too because I was there for the final day, and when we took the lead, I thought, okay, we're in really good shape. And then St. Mary went back ahead. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm, it, I'm still thinking, okay, the events left us favoring us. And then, and then you come and, and kind of assured us, like, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is what we have to do. And it really unfolded to a T exactly how you said it was yeah. going to do it. I I'm, mean, the night before, when we looked at the point totals, I went and rescored what day three should look like based off of our scores. And yep. I called Coach Parr. And we talked about the scores, and I said, on the men's side, we're up by eight. I said, if we do what we're supposed to do, we'll win by eight. He said, seriously? I said, yeah, we'll score 41, and they'll score 41, and that's how it's going to be. And he said, we have enough? I said, yeah, we survived day two. Day two is the biggest challenge for us. Mm -hmm. St. Mary has a dominant mile through 5K team. Mm -hmm. They've got six seniors on their team. Um, You know, regional awards came out today. Luke Skinner, their top guy, was regional track athlete of the year for this region. He qualified for nationals in the 600, the 800, the 1,000, the mile, the 3K, the 5K, the DMR. He's dominant. He led the, the, the way for them, winning a lot of events for them at the meet. And what I was harping on our guys, I said, to win a team championship, you don't have to win events. You just have to score enough points to win. Mm-hmm. And as you see that, they, scored, they won more events than us, but we scored more points than them. And so back and forth and back and forth, like you said, and um, coming down to that 60 hurdles and, and knowing that, you know, Caden was big in that and the hurdles and Alan Henderson was huge for us in the hurdles, making the final and then also being able to beat out the one St. Mary guy in the final to make sure our lead stayed there. and With a hurt hamstring? Yeah, yeah, with a tweet hamstring. That was unbelievable, Ron. Yeah. It really was. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seeing that back to back to back and just each – I talked about the t- with the team – the people who weren't competing pouring every ounce of their energy into the people running and it's it's hard to figure out how you do that but our team figured that out Uh, event by event the people who were done competing from day one or even day two or even the coaches were figuring out how to pour all of their energy into everyone on the track i mean men and women's side when you got to the 600 that was the last real challenge for us and for the women's side that's where things changed Mm -hmm. you know we were down by 45 i think after that event we were down by 18. Um, so that was a huge event for us, and it was going in. And Caroline was in the, the slower heat. She hadn't run it. She was going in in no time. And St. Mary's top girl was in there, and they had to battle it out. And that helped us significantly to make sure we had just even the smallest margin 
of mm -hmm. points that we could get to zero. Our, our, yeah. our negative is at zero once Maria crossed the line as, as second place in the 60 dash. Um, and then, yeah, when it came to the four by four, the message to the women was put it out of reach. Yeah. And like Caroline said, that I, we all had confidence in those four. Oh, that was um, a spectacular time. Yeah, they went out there and ran, I think, 15 seconds faster than the second best team yeah. in the conference. Yeah. They wanted to make yeah. sure yeah. there was there no was, one going to touch no them. Close the door. There um, was no doubt after that. But on that men's side, I'm telling you, it, it was a true testament of, like, what a team does. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we scored the points in the throws, the field events, the big lead you talked about on yep. day one. And, yep. you know, relays, going out there and performing the relays. Middle and long distance, which has kind of been an Achilles heel of the program the last couple of seasons. We've really found our identity in that, and I think with the young group of guys we have, that I mean, none of them are seniors, yeah. which is amazing. Um, they delivered, and then when it came to sprints, you know, we had our handful of sprinters out there, and the hurdles in the sprints, and you talk about people stepping up, and through COVID, right, the recruiting stuff through COVID, and it's hard to get freshmen to come and all that. Mm -hmm. The freshmen were the ones who stepped up the biggest for us in this meet. You know, D Edwards in the in the sprints for us for the men, and you look at the women, and you look at Jaden Montoya in the hurdles. You know, stepping up and running a second faster than her season opener in the yeah. 60 hurdles, which is amazing. You look at Anaya Walton in the triple jump. You look at Jalea Matthews in the high jump. You look at Sarah Tarn in the in the middle distance events, and she came up big in, in situations that a lot of them weren't accustomed to, or they're really rusty because they didn't go to state their senior year. Yeah. You know, they didn't compete their senior year. It'd been two years since they really competed. So for them to step up this indoor season, mm -hmm. it was it was big to see all of that kind of fall into place and. You know, we just kept believing. I think all yeah. of the everyone on the team just kept believing. Yeah. Little points, and yeah, it's a smaller win than four or five years ago, but you know, a win is a win at the conference at the conference meet. The nice thing about our conference is it's getting better. It is. Yeah. You know, you look yeah. at you look at Bethel on the men's side. They got a sprint squad. That's yeah. great. They've made strides the last couple of years. For yeah. Sure. yeah, they look great. You know, yeah. Tabor's always up there in the top four. Kansas Wesleyan on the women's side's got a good women's distance program and. Uh, York on the women's side came with some sprinters and they did a lot of work in the sprints and jumps and got a lot of points and that's exciting to see that you know it's not a dual meet with 12 teams there yeah. you know there's four or five teams vying for points here and there and you look at the national qualifiers and half the teams in the conference have someone who can be an All-American mm -hmm. and that's really cool right now so it was well earned by both the men's and women's side for sure. Yeah. I thought it was a good point you made as far as the team success goes because there was a moment and I think it was the, the hurdles that you were talking about with Caden when he finished as the runner-up, the team celebrated. You all celebrated as if you had won the meet because it's a team goal, including Caden. Caden was pumped. He was yeah. fired up yeah. with that finish because he knew that was what he needed to do. Mm -hmm. And I think that speaks to the com camaraderie of the team because, you know, he could have been thinking, okay, I want to win it, I want to win it. But he knew the team goals were first, and that's what needed to happen. And for you, Avery, you the men has been running the last three years. You break through this year and win the conference. What's it feel like to you to really, you know, because you've been on the doorstep yeah. now. You've been on the doorstep all three years I've been here. Now four years you break through when the championship. What's that like to really to really knock the door down finally and, and win it all? Uh, it feels pretty amazing. I'd say, like, going to freshman year, even, like, cross-country season, they would always talk about St. Mary's and, you know, coming into KCAC and didn't really know all the KCAC schools, didn't really know how competitive they are. And they are, like, you know, Coach said, they're a really competitive team. So just coming second to them is even that's a good, you know, we're always telling them, which is good to even be telling a team like that. So it felt pretty amazing just to, you know, finally beat a team that's, you know, they're, they're ranked the way up in cross country and nationals and uh, same thing with indoor. So, um, but I don't know, felt surreal, definitely. Yeah.
And Caroline, for you, I mean, th this is kind of old hat. You've never lost a conference meet since you've been here. So um, just your experience here, when you when you come here and now you're you're winning it again this year with another conference meet and getting ready for the NAI national meet, does it does it sink in the kind of success that you've had being here as part of the team and individual success? And could you imagine the kind of um, wins you were going to have when you first come here? Um, well, when I first came here, I came from a little high school, so I never had to – I never really had a, a team to compete for. We were never like in the running for it. You know, it was a lot of just, okay, I'm showing up, I'm doing my events. Um, but that culture changed a lot for me when I got here. Like it, it definitely is for sure, like we are doing this as a team. And I think like this conference meet for sure, like sold that because last year we had a little bit more wiggle room, but this year, like going into the third day, um, kind of like Avery said, the 600 was like a big event for us, and I, even at the beginning of the weekend, did not expect to have that kind of like pressure on myself going to the 600, but it ended up being a blessing. You know, I was in the first heat, no time, and was like, okay, you know, like I want to believe I can go out and do what I need to do in the first heat, but that's hard. And then there was a St. Mary's girl in there, and like I have never had a team cheer for me like I have when I was in the 600 and so it 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 was fun to watch every event and be like oh yeah that girl did her job and like that girl did her job and it it just it felt good we we had to work for it and yeah yeah well the kind of the culmination of this and hang on this is for you but I want Caroline and Avery to kind of chime in too from the student athletes perspective but this year has kind of been a different environment for us it's uh, you know, how do you far, how do you feel you've handled it as far as preparations go? Because no one could have predicted it. No one, you, there's no roadmap to get there. Um, and obviously, the end result has worked out great. But just through the course of the year, how do you think you guys have held up and, and prepared for it and dealt with it? Well, I think going into this year as a whole, and you go back to maybe the summer when we're doing some recruiting for this fall, and even through a pandemic, it, it was really difficult to get kids to do campus visits, which we weren't able to do, some virtual things and getting them to buy into what this university offers from a community standpoint. Really bringing in a strong freshman class was big for us, and our coaching staff sat down and really, we looked at if we want to be the best team in the country, right, that's our goal, both sides. To be the best team in the country, like you said, Levi, it's a team. I gotta have hurdlers, I gotta have jumpers, I gotta have sprinters, I've gotta have race walkers because race walk is an event at the national meet. I need multis, I need relays, we need all of these things and I need people who are just willing to step up when it matters. Um, and that has been the message this year. You know, it's been, it's been interesting with training, you know, the COVID protocols, there were instances this fall where we had to go into quarantine due to contact tracing and I think no school was left unscathed through that. <laughs> Um, you know, going into January was just a blessing to run. And we had to do some things a little bit different. Um, the coaching staff, we all had to agree that we wanted to host some meets. Um, so we actually rented out the Heskett Center um, and hosted our own NAI only meets. And we've never had a home indoor track meet. And we did two this season. Um, and that was, it was fun for us. It was challenging for us. Um, but our staff was up for that challenge, whether it was helping out with events, making sure the teams and everything was good, good officials, all of that stuff, the timing company and everything. And we needed to make sure we brought in good competition. Um, so we knew that opportunities to compete were limited. And we knew we were limited to what we could control, which at that point in time was only two meets that we knew we were hosting we could go to. Um, outside of the two or three times we went to the Wichita State to run, 
at NAI only meets. We went to Northwest Missouri one weekend with four athletes. And then later in the season, we went to Washburn University with was it six guys, right? Yeah. About six of you guys. Mm -hmm. And the people that we brought were there intentionally hit national qualifying marks. Um, so we had to sit, sit down and think long and hard of like who even gets to travel to these bigger meets with the protocols that are put in place. And even within our relays, you see that we're going to nationals with five relays, which is, which is huge. That's amazing. We ran those relays right here in Wichita. Um, so we knew whether there was no one there or not. And you look at like the distance medley relays, for example, we've run at one time this season. I think we'll run faster at nationals in both. Um, we lapped the field on the women's side. We were running alone against the clock. And so we knew this is the one opportunity we have, we got to capitalize. And that's for every event that we're going to nationals in. Race walkers were no exception. They had two opportunities and they were in January. They haven't raced since the middle of January. Um, so when you're looking at them going to the national meet, they had to go fast enough in order to make sure they stayed in the top 16 the rest of the season. So for us to be taking 23 athletes to nationals next week is amazing. It speaks to what it meant to the athletes on our team to when they show up that it's business. You know, there's no excuses for having a bad race. They didn't sleep well, they didn't eat well, whatever. Whatever the situations were, they were focused when they got on the line or got in the runway. Or you take Braden, for example, getting in the ring. I mean, the guy broke the conference record. He's number three in the country in the weight throw right now, and he wants to win a national title. He's hungry for it this next week. And, you know, there are a lot of people on our team that understand that it doesn't matter who's around you. If you control what you can control in your races and your events, you're going to be able to make it, and you're going to be able to compete. I think what's exciting for us is that next week we're actually going to have competition for probably the first time all season for a lot of people. Um, and that's going to be exciting. We're going to be able to run in a better facility. Uh, Heskett Center, as much of a blessing it is to have meets there, it's kind of, it's, it's not the best. You know, it's a 200-meter six-lane track, but it's not the best. I think anyone who runs there can tell you that. So running at Mount Marty in a brand-new facility, um, even though it's a 200-flat track, it's eight lanes, international with lanes, like, it's going to be great. And with the competition, I think we're ready to rise to that occasion. But everything was methodical. And, like, sometimes you don't know. You know, you, you make decisions and you hope it's the right decision. And, you know, even with entries going to the conference meet, we, we pulled an audible on our relays midway through the conference meet. We realized it's going to be too close for comfort. So instead of running some of our guys who maybe just need an opportunity to compete to score at conference, we put in the 18, you know, for the DMR and in the 4 by 4 I said, you know what? Nope, we got to put in the 18. We need the points. And when the, win, when the men win by, like, seven points and we had a differential of four points in the DMR, that's half of our lead because we put the A team in. Mm -hmm. So we just had to make decisions on the fly. Luckily, the athletes were on the team. You saw when we started talking to them about who's willing to step up, and we've got a, we've got a curveball we got to react to, everyone wanted to step up. And that was incredible. Even if they weren't really that talented or knew that they couldn't get the job done, they were, Coach, I'm here. My hand's up. I'm ready to go whenever I'm ready. Okay, well, I'm not going to need you in the race, but I need you cheering on somebody out there. Okay, Coach, I got it. All my energy's going into that. So this season's been a lot of just being able to fly in the seat of your pants, you know, knowing that you don't really know what the next week looks like, but with our athletes on our team being able to trust us. It speaks to the relationship we have with the team as a whole, that they were able to trust that we were going to make sure that they succeeded um, throughout the season and that we were able to get to this point where we are right now going to nationals with a large group and a lot of opportunities to be All-Americans. And there's four or five events that we could win next week individuals out there who could be national champions um and that's that's wild to think about that when back in october 
you know, we, we were quarantining for two weeks and we're like, I don't even know if there's going to be a season and how are we going to make this happen? And to see where we are now, it's, it's amazing to see that we've been resilient through this and that the kids have trusted us as coaches and that we've trusted them. You know, when they said, hey, coach, I'm ready, we put them on the track because they were ready and they delivered. So. Yeah, it really is. I don't think you can discount the energy part of it either because especially in the longer runs, you had a lot of lot of people cheering them on, yelling, and I think that's very important on those and those events. And Avery and Caroline, from your perspective, how has this year been different at all? I mean, I know it's been different. Some you're creatures of habit. You have your own routines that you you perform really since you started um, running. So how how do you feel like you've managed this this year? How how's it been different for you? Um, well, it's been hard, just like from the saying like you know we don't even know what the next week looks like well will we have a meet um will we go to will we travel to washburn or northwest or just stay at the hesket so for like indoor preferably i don't like running at the hesket a whole lot at all like it's just super tight um you know i cut some people off this year we cut you know in the six and eight and people are cussing you out because it's just a tough you know track to run on so um just to say that we qualified almost all our you know uh, athletes this season on that track is pretty impressive. So I think that was a huge um, jump this year in indoor, you know, compared to the years past. Just being able to go to like places like Arkansas or Northwest on a 300 meter track or Pitt State and not being able to have the opportunity just with COVID. Um, it's been a lot different. And, you know, not even knowing, like, you know, are we going to go hard this week in a workout, you know, or are we going to save it for, a, you know, meet? We don't even know if we're going to have, you know. So just trying to adjust that has been a lot different. Um, but, yeah, what Coach is saying, just, you know, being ready to go on the fly whenever. Um, so I think our team really did that well this season um, and just adjusting to all that and with COVID. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's been a completely different year. It's been yeah. different. We'll see how it goes in outdoor. Hopefully it will be um, a lot more chilled and maybe we'll go be able to travel a lot more just with it being outside. So Let's hope so. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Hope we, so. We, all, we all can agree yeah. on that, right? Yeah. Um, I would say just what I've seen is like you had to be ready, but you also had to be like thankful for what you had mm -hmm. because sure. like in cross season, I know for the girls, we went into quarantine pretty close to the end and like missed a pretty big meet for us. And so when we went into that conference, we were like, all right, like we just have to give what we can give. Um, but it's just like you don't, you had no idea if you were going to compete the next weekend or not. And like this year in indoor, I ran it. <laughs> I ran at Heska every time, which was not the atmosphere that I had last year. And so, but you could see it in the team that like everybody was thankful. And like Brent said, people were like, I want to run. Like I want to step up and do this because everybody knew like you know not everybody has this opportunity to have a meet this weekend but we do so i feel like it, it changed the atmosphere of like people wanted to work harder because we knew that we needed to so. yeah and as much as great as last weekend was and as fun as it was and, and henry you've already touched on this a little bit but the indoor season it's not over yet so, no, um, big big and AIA meet national meet next weekend so Men and women both are nationally ranked, and they have you have national qualifiers with a legitimate chance to win a national championship in several events. So, what what are some things to look for to, coming up next weekend? So, what are some events to really keep an eye on that we could really really do well in? So, when you look at, I'll, I'll do the women's side first. When you look at the women's side, I think we have eleven women who are going. Um, and when you look from an individual standpoint, I think uh, Aubrey. Donley is number two in the 800. 
Um, her time is from the only other open 800 that I think she ran really all season other than conference because like we said, we were really grateful for the opportunities and we kind of spread a little things out throughout the season. She's got a good shot to win. Um, she's, she's coming on at the right time. As a sophomore, she's more confident, has more reps under her belt, and so we feel pretty confident in her being in an individual event like that, being ranked top three. She could go in and make the final and have an opportunity to win. Um, when, and she, that's her in the 800. When you look at the 600, Eileen is number three in the country uh, in the 600. And again, that actually was from a time on January 9th or 10th, our first meet of the season. Um, the only other time she ran the 600 was at conference to make sure she scored points. And so she's, again, coming on at the right time. I think that she has a good opportunity to go out there and potentially win that event as well. Um, when you look at the women's race walk, you know, we've got three women in the race walk. Uh, Jolene and Kayla are sitting in a position after their training this week. They're sitting, I think, third and fifth, but they have a shot that they could go win. Um, the number one girl who's ranked in the country uh, is maybe about 30-something seconds faster than them, but based off of some of the training, like I talked about, they haven't walked a race um, since January. So they're significantly better than what their time indicates on paper because they've been training this entire time. They're going to step on the track, and they're going to be able to do some pretty amazing things for us there. Um, and then you've also got Moira Burgess who's in there, and you know her job is, is trying to get in that top eight spot. Can she get an eighth? You know, It's improving maybe 10 to 15 seconds from... Uh, her time last year at Indoor Nationals. And it's doable. If she goes out there and she focuses on her game plan, she can definitely do that. Um, it's cool to see that we're in all three relays on the women's side. Uh, the women's 4x4, four four, we with the time we ran at the conference meet, we snuck in as a top 16 time, and we're going to put our best foot forward out there with the team of sprinters. And I don't think we'll make the final, but I think it's definitely good for us to go run a season best, and it's given some people some opportunities to be get exposure to the national meet. Um, when you look at the women's 4x8, we were, we were third last year. We were third indoors last year. Three of those four are returning, and I talked about Sarah Tarn earlier as a freshman. She's you know, looking at being a part of that relay as well, and as a freshman, stepping up big for us. And we want to win that. You know, It's an opportunity where we think we can. Um, the top seeded time, I think, is 9.22, and last year I think we ran 9.15 or so at the national meet, so it's doable. Um, women's distance medley relay. Um, I think there's an opportunity there for us to be a top three finisher and, and be in the mix up in the front. Um, we just need to take care of what we need to take care of in that relay to get to the final. Last year, we were three seconds off of making the final, and we finished ninth. Um, and that was heartbreaking for us because those were points that could have moved us from sixth overall last year at Nationals to that top four spot we wanted. Um, so on the women's side, there's a lot of opportunity for success to be able to score and everything, make the finals. Um, and, I mean, we're shooting for a top 14 finish. Um, and it's, it's definitely doable. It's going to be hard. There's going to be good teams there, you know, better than what we've competed against throughout the course of the season here. Um, but I think we're up for the challenge. Men's side's a little bit different. We are represented in 11 different events at the national meet, which is wild. So you look at the 200 and the 400. That's Dedrick Edwards. He's a freshman. Um, he's number seven in the 400. Uh, he hasn't even run his best times yet. Every time he's run on the track this season, he's run faster than the week before. And he's run a lot of events alone and won a lot of events alone this season. So being around people, his speed will help him. I think that he has the ability to make the final and be top eight in both of those. You look at the 600, and Avery's in that. He ran his season best at the conference meet. At the end of three days of running tons of events, put out his per, you know season best to qualify. So going in fresh, I think there's an opportunity. And he's ranked eighth right now in that to score. You look at the mile, and Josh Sorensen's in the miles. A freshman, he got here in January. He got acclimated pretty darn fast to the program and the guys, and 
I mean, his personal best in the mile, I think, coming in was 426 or 427 out of high school. His converted four, uh, mile time is 417 right now. He's, he's on fire. The guy can light up the track, and he hasn't really raced against many people either. So, you know, does he have an opportunity to make the final? I think he's maybe a second and a half off of what top eight looks like in the performance list. And, again, he's someone who every time he steps on the track, he runs faster than the week before. Um, you look at the 5K. Logan Horning, another January edition for us. Um, he has run the best season of his life in track, and it's only getting better for him. He's ranked fourth in the 5K. He's going out there, and he's going to race in the front pack, and he's going to have a shot to be a champion in that as well if he can finish the job there. And it's going to be tough competition. You know, Luke Skinner, his, his biggest rival in the conference, is going to be in that race. Um, and there's a guy from Oklahoma City as well who's really good um, who's going to be in there. You look at the race walk, Jaden Davis, he was ninth last year, one spot off the podium. I think he's ranked sixth right now. Um, he was a little banged up in January when we are going to race again, and he's you know done some things in the weight room and training-wise to, to strengthen himself for the race he's going to have at Nationals, and he could be a top-five guy for sure. Um, and then you start looking at a couple other individual events. you got Alan Henderson um, in the high jump. I think that his best jumps haven't come yet. Um, and there's an opportunity for him to be top eight. You look at uh, Caden Gustafson in the multis. He's ranked number four. He put his uh, point total up in early January um, at a home meet in the Heskett. Um, and he's prepared. He wants to win the national title. And then you look at Braden Wells. Braden Wells, I mean, same deal. He, he raises his expectations every time he steps into the ring against good competition. He's going to have a shot to win that, rate, uh, win that event as well in the weight throw. Um, then you've got a four by eight men. It's a young team. They finally click in on all cylinders. It's, it's essentially the same team from last year. We, we have uh, Eli Jacobson in there as a freshman, but the other guys are returners. And they've got a boatload of confidence. I mean, the time that they ran to qualify in January, they ran the same relay um, at the conference meet, and they just ran to win. And they literally jogged the same time. So there's about 10 to 15 seconds that we know we can get in a 4x8. That's going to be the goal is to be a top three finish there. We think that if we're in the mix, you don't know what can happen. And then when you look at a men's DMR, um, they're, they're solid. You know, you start putting the all-star cast of all these individual events into this distance medley relay, and we've got a shot to go out there and potentially win that event. So on the men's side, can they score enough points to be top four, three, number two? Um, and, the, and it's a small chance, um, but they could win. They could win the whole meet if everyone stepped up and did exactly what they did need to do because there's 11 events that we're scoring in. Yeah. There's not many teams, if any teams, that are scoring in 11 different events. So it's going to be a pretty exciting weekend. I think everyone on our team is really excited to go just because it's not the Heskin Center and it's not <laughs> racing against the same KCAC teams over yeah. and over again. Um, there's, there's a lot of excitement there, but there's a lot to be watching. I mean, there's three different sessions a day for four days, and... If you're buying the video pass, which that's my plug for everyone on here to yeah. buy the video no pass doubt. and watch, yeah. Yeah. you'll be entertained for four days straight by Friends yeah. University because yeah. we are in every single session. That's what's going to be exciting about next weekend for sure. All right, yeah, we encourage everybody to follow us this uh, next weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Morgan, you got a fun question for them? I actually before they do. Step, before they step away? Okay, I actually have two, maybe three questions, surprisingly. I just thought of them as we were doing all of this because yeah it's just usually where my random questions come from anyways so there's like a small short little segment that me and mr levi always like to talk about because i was a volleyball player here i sadly had to quit due to injuries yay fun so we're thinking about all the other different sports that i could possibly do 
What does it take to become a race walker? I want to be a race walker. I think it would be fun. She settled on that. I think she can maybe I stay healthy and can be at a high level. I think it's the least one that I can do. <laughs> so. The expert in race walk is Coach Barr. Okay. And so I would defer all of those questions to him. But what I have learned in the race walk is that it is doubly as challenging for anyone who runs. Because you're using your quads more than your hamstrings and your hips more than you think you use your hips. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you do, you're doing these segments through the spring as we get into the outdoor season, I think it'd be fun for you to go out to the track one time. And Coach Park could teach you. He's got a whole – he teaches people from scratch when you're looking at – take Jolene Jensen, for example. Oh, yeah. She was an All-American last year. She had never raced walk before that season. <laughs> She went from not knowing how to do it to being one of the best in the country. He knows how to train them up for sure. So I would say go out there and, and it would be fun for you to, to test it out. I think it would be fun because I, I personally, I'm sorry, I'm a middle blocker. I don't like to run that much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do a lot of running, but it's like short. Like, okay, I can do two steps this way or that way. I can do that. <laughs> but yeah, all the, like, I don't even like running a 100. Like, come on. I tried to do 300-meter hurdles in track. Yeah, epic fail back yeah. in, like, junior high. And, and I can vouch for <laughs> Jason on this race walk, too, because when we were going, I think it was a, a year ago or maybe two years ago now, but we were going to the KCAC conference, and I was riding with Jet, me and Jason were riding together, and he had a big book he was reading on strictly the race walk. And it was, a like, a 100-page book. And I wasn't even real familiar with it at the time. And and he told me, he said, I'm studying up on this. We're going to be we're going to be good up on this. And from that point on, he's, he's been, he sad kept part, his word. The sad part is, though, the race walkers do run cross country. Man. <laughs> no. Will you burst, you burst no. a bottle, no. Henry? Come on. No. <laughs> you burst a no. bottle, but Henry, come on. Doesn't mean they're the best runners on the team, but they do participate across country. Man, I can't even run our ladder in volleyball. Like, no, I can't do that. Uh, I cannot yeah, do cross country. You my, not to do that let's just say, week. like, my mile, ten, maybe eleven minutes, maybe, probably more. So yeah, I don't think that's the route I should go. Then I guess, man, darn. Oh well. Okay. Also, Avery. So I remember, I believe this was your freshman year here when you did the Falcon King oh, pageant yeah. thing. Okay. Boss For, Boss. Yes! <laughs> what is that? Um, I've been wondering ever since a, then. a Young Life camp. And Young Life, um, that's actually, I'm a scholarship for Young Life. It's like a youth ministry through high schools and stuff. So um, I learned the skit at a Young Life camp. The character's name is Boss Nos, and he's a karate master. Um, so for, Falcon, for people who don't know, Falcon King is like our men's pageant show or something. So for my, my talent, I play the character as Boss Nos. Um, Karate Master of the People, Legend to the Stars, that's, that's his thing. So I played that character throughout the whole night. But yeah, it's from Young Life Skit. The rest of the year, they all, all those softball players all called me Boss Nas. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the name that would stick probably yeah, too. Yeah, I, I, I can that make yeah. sense. <laughs> that's awesome. I remember it was hilarious, but we were all trying to Google it, like that's trying great. to figure out what it was. No. like. <laughs> No Google search for that one. Yeah, I was like, me and my best friend were seriously hardcore trying to figure it out. We were like, what is this? But, I mean, oh, well. So, awesome. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Okay. And last question. 
because this is always a fun question, and I know as me as a student, we just like to be entertained by this anyways. Should we demand a walkout for y'all's championship? Definitely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I think yeah, the nationals? A walkout week? Or <laughs> well, you get, so what the walkout is, is every time that um, a KCAC school, or well, every time that Friends is a KCAC champion, we can go to President Kerry's office and demand a walkout. And then we have like different events going on throughout the whole entire day, and it's actually a lot of fun. Not gonna lie. Yeah. And then we get to honor the athletes by doing all these events, and we just all have a big, huge party, mainly at lunchtime. Usually, what was it last year? I think it was like Chipotle or something like that. I don't remember. It was something Mexican. I do know that. Yeah. But like, yeah, there's just usually all different kinds of events going on. So I don't know. I think it would be fun. And no one has any class. Like, you're completely out. That's a perk, for sure. Yeah. Highly recommend it. I'll abstain, because there'll still be practice the afternoon. Yeah. But I need too much support. You don't want to spoil the party too much here. You know what's what's coming. (laughs) Now, there's a lot of school spirit here, though. It's really nice to see on campus. I mean, Thursday, Friday, Saturday is the conference meet, and then you know, for us, we go back home, right? And there's not class the next day where people see you and, oh, congrats on what's going on or around campus. So Monday and Tuesday this week were really exciting just because it was it was good to see the outpour of, like, support from different coaches and different sports, different athletes. I don't even know half of them in different sports. So they're like, hey, congrats on the track thing. Oh, that's great, you know? And, you know, people reaching out and even just, like, the older coaches who used to coach here mm-hmm. and are retired and moved on and they're still following Friends Athletics and there's – it's awesome to see the support here that's like long-lived support of Friends University Athletics. So this this week's been fun for that, for sure. Yeah, it was definitely buzzing over the weekend, and it's going to be hopefully buzzing again this weekend for the NI National Meet. So everyone, thanks for joining us today. It was a really, really fun times, and like we said, it's not over yet. Still more to do. So two conference championships. Well, that has a nice ring to it, don't it? So, yeah. I like champion. it. But that might be even better. I was going to say that has even better. I like that, Avery. I like that has a better ring. So let's make it happen. Let's do it. We'll see. All right, guys. Good luck this weekend. We'll be following it. So thanks for thanks for coming by. All right. Thank you. All right. That was our KCAC championship head coach, Henry Brunn and Avery Stever, Caroline Giles, all three champions of the KCAC. So pretty fun stuff. Oh yeah. 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 Running. Yeah. And jumping. Yep. And throwing. It's fun when you win. <laughs> all right thanks guys See, it must be fun yeah. if you win yeah like, it, it has to be fun if that, you win. that that has to be yeah that's the only reason i do it yeah yeah <laughs> but the thrill of victory is there yeah, that's the only reason anyone really does try that yeah they don't like yeah. to do it if they lose yeah that, that that makes a lot of sense actually <laughs> running for that. yeah no doubt all right thanks guys talk to you down the road talk to you soon all right, so the NEI National Meet is this, not this weekend, but the next weekend in South Dakota. So, South Dakota, yeah. wow. So are they going to run all the way there? I'm well, kidding. I'm that would have been a good question to ask them, actually. <laughs> that would have been a good question to ask them. So did you get your race walk feel? Did you get your kind of – I did. I'm uh, a little upset, though. <laughs> I was not expecting the cross-country thing, not going to lie. So that, is that, does that spoil the vine a little bit? A little that, bit. The, However, I still want to learn how to do it. I think it would be fun to learn how to do it. I mean, 
I can do like, is it sort of like how like the granny walk goes, you know? Like, you know, like whenever like granny's like power Kinda, walk, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, power like, walk in the grocery store. Yeah, no. power walking in the grocery store, yeah. you know? To get the last pack of frozen vegetables or yep. something. Is that how that goes? Yeah. Yep. So, but I hear that it's very, very, very technical. Like, it's all about technique. It's not necessarily about, I mean, it's 100% about endurance and technique. And, or at least that's what I hear. I don't really know. Yeah. Again, I, I don't know much about it. That's why I asked. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't know much about it. You're learning, though. I'm learning, though. See. Yeah. However, yeah. I would love to learn how to do it. I think, because, I mean, I got pretty long legs. I think that yeah. I can get pretty far on these long legs. You know, I'm six foot. Yeah. I can do that. I think so, we ought I mean, to. I think we ought to. You ought to but, try uh, to I'll practice pass on, it. I'll pass on cross country, though. I'm sorry. You need to practice it. I will not run cross country. And we'll get video of you practicing <laughs> it, and that might make a good topic for us to, to discuss. I know, uh, right? Maybe we could do that. We'll have Coach Parr on here again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tell me what I'm doing right or wrong. <laughs> might do a thirty for thirty. Uh, yes. Morgan Raspberry, the yes, race walker. The uh. race walker. <laughs> <laughs> hey. But I'm telling you, I think not? that it would be a good one for me to do. That would be less injury prone yeah for real yeah. I, I really do honestly believe that i think i could make, become a national champion power walker i think i can do that i think that would be so much fun all Not american national champion what a story that would be i know right the only question is who plays you in the movie i mean that's a good story <laughs> i don't even know man i think taylor Swift because i look the most likely yeah, that's about that's it. the movie yeah that's about it though disney plus an disney inspirational plus, movie inspirational movie yeah <laughs> yeah so let's talk about basketball really, really quick because now we're finally wrapping up on that season, sadly. Yep, yep. We're going to, it is wrapped up. KCAC postseason tournament wrapped up. The men won at Bethany 83 to 64 in the first round um, on Monday night. And then their season came to an end. Along with it, head coach Dale Favors' coaching career came to an end on Wednesday night at top seeded Bethel. Yep. We were there to, to cover it and. It, it was a tough loss. It was, it was. Uh, um, you know, 83-64 was the final there. The, the win at Bethany was 68-63. The men were down seven and a half times, 45-38. And Bethel, as, as elite teams do, they just kind of gradually pulled away in the second half. And, yeah. um, just but, kinda, what's, but what's crazy is that, like, me and you have told, said this so many times as well, like the score does not reflect how the game actually went. Like, both teams fought extremely hard. Like, at first, Bethel kind of, like, got away because they had one player that was just out – was shooting like crazy and making basically everything. I think he only missed, like, maybe three to four shots total throughout yeah, the whole Tavon game. Flowers. Like, it was insane. He scored 31 points. Yeah. He had seven – hit seven threes. And they all seemed to come in that cluster in the first half yeah. when we had the lead. But then he went, he got, he caught fire from, from the yeah. perimeter. He did, no doubt. And he had two big threes in the second half to kind of stretch it out to a 14 point lead. And yeah. from that point on, they, you know, they, they never look back. And, and that's what good teams do. They're Pretty elite. Much, yeah. They're ranked 18th in the country. And then However, they flexed their our, muscle. our men fought back so hard, though, too. For but they played the well. Longest time. Like, they were they really did. It was very neck and neck. I mean, there was one point where we did actually have the lead. It wasn't by much, but we still had the lead for a short amount of time, and then Bethel took it back over. But we were right there with them the whole entire time, a few points behind them, and then they and they stretched out a couple more times where they were a few. There, there's a gap, but they tried to fill in that gap as much as possible, and it it all came down to the last maybe three four minutes. You know, yeah, I, it wasn't even like those 
most of the second half. It was yeah. like the very, it was close yeah. to the very end. It was a four-point lead in the, about midway to the first half, as you said. And I think, if I remember right, Bethel went on a 13-2 to spurt yep. to take the lead. They never relinquished it the rest of the way. We were kind of fighting uphill mm-hmm. um, the remainder of the game. And, then, and you just it's hard to do that against really sound defensive teams, especially when they're making shots Yes, like they did. I mean, they – when they when they're playing defense like they can and they're stopping you from making shots and yet they're making shots on the other end at that kind of a clip, it's it's hard to combat and that's what elite teams do. They they show why they're number one seed in the conference and why they're ranked 18th in the country. Hopefully next year uh, we'll have the same team coming back for at least for us we'll for yep. sure be having yep. the same team coming back or at least majority of the same team coming back. So we should. Um, hopefully be able to pull something out next year. You know I have faith that's in our plan. boys. For that's, sure. That, that's Just, the plan, yep. It was kind of – it was a sad moment, sad night, and their um, athletic director, he was very, very nice about Coach uh, Faber and yes. all yes. that stuff. He he definitely gave a small, short little speech about Coach Faber, which was very, very nice and super emotional kind of in a way because it, it was hard to see them – with this last game like we knew it was going to yeah. happen eventually but yeah. it was just kind of it was a little harder it hit a little hard to home it was definitely emotional yeah. and, and, I, and i think coach Faber was also pretty emotional at the end of the game yeah well that you're right it was a nice ovation that, that he got for his last game and I'm, I'm glad we were it worked out where we were there to cover it and yeah um and, and be there for it and it, it, it was fine it, it was good 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 ovation good good moment for coach Faber, i think Moving on to the women's yep. basketball team, they blew out Ottawa. I'm sorry. 72-45. to 45. That was a blowout to me. I'm they sorry. Won they, they won big against Ottawa in the first round. They was, dominated the entire game really they from start did. to finish. They did. It was absolutely amazing. Just yeah. they, they fought really hard, had great energy, and just ran away with that. Um, last night they played. Sadly, did not come to a win. It was a loss. Very, very close game against Sterling. Number one in the whole entire conference. Undefeated Sterling. And we think that they're going to be they, – they're going to – obviously they're going to the national tournament no matter what. I believe they're going to be number one in the conference championship. I believe that they're probably they, – they are very much in line to be a – National qual like a national final yeah, qualifier. They're ranked ninth um, in the nation right now. Yeah, yeah. So they're not being a national tournament. The only question I think that they're going to be, be higher here. up though. Yeah, I think that they'll make it to like the finals. Not yeah. gonna lie, I don't know about the championship, but I think that they'll make it at least like let's say final four. They're a know? team that can legitimately <laughs> win it all. Yes, but they really and truly are. And to see how our girls battled the whole entire time against them was amazing to see considering last time when we played them maybe wasn't such a hot game to see them come out with so much energy so much just explosiveness in a way you know like it was it was really fun to watch them yeah yeah. but it was just a very entertaining game to watch and it was so nice to see that they they seemed in sync Mm -hmm. our women finally seemed like fully in sync yep yep and it was no, so agree. great to see. It and was a very gained effort Yeah. Um, by, by our girls last night. I mean, they fought the entire way. They got down 13-2 to two early, mm-hmm. and it looked like it was going to be a repeat or a similar repeat to where what we had on the last game of the regular season at Sterling. Yeah. And, no, it was not the case. We we fought back. Trail by eight at halftime was within four most of the fourth quarter. Yeah. In the final minutes, Sterling made one final push to put it away and won by 11-71-60. 
But that was about the biggest margin of the entire night. It we, was, yeah. We hung close. They're undefeated. And, um, they have an all-conference player, one of the best players in the, com- in the country, and Kyla Comley. And um, Sterling is definitely a legitimate chance to win it all. They're ranked ninth in the country, and we're going to be hosting the NEI opening rounds here, at, here in the Garvey Center at Fringe University on March 12th and 13th. So we'll have to see, you know, maybe they may be put here. Who knows? Yeah. We may see them again. But we'll see what the region shakes out. I think that that would be really cool to see them again. Not going to lie. I think that that would be so amazing to watch them again just because, like, I think I don't don't remember if I've even had an opportunity for us to play Sterling, like, to watch us play Sterling. So I I would love to see Sterling actually in action because, sadly, I wasn't here. Uh, Obviously, they went to Sterling last time, so I couldn't go to that. And then – when they were here, I sadly could not work that game because due to some family issues, and I believe it was that game. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to say it was that game, but you anyways. might see them again. No. Well, I'm, I'm kind of hoping to time. see them again because I, I want to see how they play. I think I there's really a good do. chance we'll see how the NEI shakes it out, but I think there's a good chance either they're here or both them and the Bethel men who are the top seed in the KCAC as yes. well on the men's side. Uh, I think one or both of them teams could be here. Yeah. So we'll see how it shakes out, but it'll be fun. But yeah, both basketball seasons are over. No. Um, they both fought to the end. They both fell in the quarterfinals of the conference tournament. Yep. Both went down fighting. They went down swinging. They did. But bo- both seasons are over, and now we're on to spring slash fall sport slash, slash no, pretty much everything else, else but basketball. <laughs> but basketball. Everything but basketball. Yeah. It's crazy. COVID, COVID's been an interesting time. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about baseball. They played uh, not too long ago. Yep. Um, yep. Against they played Midwest Tuesday, American, Mid-America Christian Mid-America University. Christian, uh, yeah. They won both of those games to yes. be 9-1 and one now. They won the first game 5 to nothing. second yeah. game 4-2. to two. And I was six to two. Five, I'm losing four it. Four to two. <laughs> I'm yeah. losing it. <laughs> well, four to two, six to two. It's a win. A win is a win. A win is a win. But for, yeah, they won they both those a, games. Nine and one on the year. I feel like this is probably one of their better records that they've had in a while. Best start since 2015. That was it. And the second best start, at least since 2003-04. Yeah. When we first started having um, complete accurate records with Dax Stats. So yeah. since at least 03-04, this is the second best start. That's amazing uh, in, to me. In, in the program. And you can see how hard the boys are working right now. Honestly, like you really can feel like their energy on the field and whenever they're hitting, like, oh, my gosh, their bats are on fire. I'm knocking on wood because I don't want that to ever change. But, man, are they, they're swinging for fences. And it's amazing to watch that. Yeah. It really has been a true treat to watch them. I've never really, like, said that about our baseball team before until this year, but this is the first year that I've really hardcore gotten to watch them, too. So it's just it's so much fun to watch them, and I like I like listening to Valini just talking because yes. like even yes. whenever he's not pitching, he's at like the table down in the center of the field that's like near the bleachers. So it's on the other side of the fence. But like just listening to him just chatter the whole entire time and just say so like he'll say something randomly in Spanish. I don't know what he's talking about, but I just think it's hilarious and it's so much fun to watch them. And I really enjoy all of their walk-up songs, especially yep. Max Coit's. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. Dancing Queen. That's the best walk-up song ever. That is his. How can you yeah. hate on that? But yeah. anyways, so it's amazing to see how the baseball team has definitely pushed this season, even though they're starting earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, like just to see that they're wanting this. Not that they have it before, obviously, but like you can really see like the want and the desire to be pushed and to be better and to keep pushing each other. Yeah. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. So they'll be in action again tomorrow against Mid-America mm-hmm. Nazarene University, another Mid-America. Um, they're ranked 25th in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a nice little barometer to see, a nice test to see where our where the baseball team is exactly at. So Softball started out uh, this past week as well. With a split, yep. With a split. It's Northwestern Oklahoma State. They're in action tomorrow as well against the Mount Marty, South Dakota. Oh, fine. Yep. And then Hastings College on Sunday. Oh, that'll be a good game too. Yep. So they're in action twice at home um, this weekend. So baseball and softball in full swing. Next week, volleyball returns home. Just thinking ahead a little bit. Um, They return home on March 3rd. And we also got men's soccer making their return to play. Another fall team that's back in action. They will be facing Benedictine College at 7 o'clock. Both games are at 7 Wednesday night. And the women's soccer team got their spring season started back this week at Stryker Complex. They also played Benedictine. Fell 3 nothing yesterday to a really good Benedictine team. But they did, however, beat Bethany. And then beat Bethany 2 nothing on Monday. So split their first two games at Stryker. Um, and and back going back action. to Benedictine, really very quick. Good. oh my gosh, they were amazing. I was very impressed by Benedictine, not going to lie. And just their fans and their crowd, too. Like, they're just all energetic. Like, yeah. it, it was a weird vibe because I'm used to, like, us maybe being a little bit more energetic. But, oh my gosh, like, we, I feel like we were nothing compared to Benedictine's. Yeah. Like, at least their players and on their bench and stuff like that. Like, they were all standing. They were all constantly yelling and clapping and whole nine yards. Like, it was kind of crazy to see that, but also kind of entertaining in a way. Sorry, I'm not a huge soccer person. I don't really know that much about soccer. So, it was kind of interesting to see that. Well, I'll tell you about Benedictine. They they probably control the possession as well as I've seen a team do it. Versus our our girls in quite some time because our girls are really good defensively and mm-hmm. and they they do a good job of keeping the ball on on their zone. This yesterday Benedictine kind of turned the table turned the tables a little bit and yeah. they're really really good. But the girls did beat Bethany two nothing. Um, both goals scored by Caitlin Schmilt mm-hmm. and that was that was a good win. So they split their two games. Everything going on. We've already talked a lot about track obviously today. Um, but their NEI national meet starts next weekend. A lot of stuff going on, and basketball season may be over for our teams. It's not over for you and I, though. No, it is not. We got the KCAC Tournament Championship on Monday night that we're going to be doing stats for and involved Woo-hoo! in. And then the uh, we talked about the NAIA a little bit, but we're going to be covering that as well. Stats the 12th and 13th of yes. March. So you and I are still in the middle of basketball. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah. Like everybody else is done with basketball. <laughs> all, but everybody else is done with us. <laughs> everyone else is done. However, yeah. Levi and Morgan still got to do it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're still involved in it. But we have, we have way too much fun with it. We we're, do. We have so much fun doing basketball stats. It's insane. Yep. It's a, it'll be probably a little interesting to not do yep. our team. I know, yeah. Not going to lie. We'll see if it's if it's more relaxing, I'll fun, probably be or, way more calm since you it's not our team. Because you are intense at Bethel. Okay. You, you are pretty intense at Bethel. Bethel? Okay, I'm sorry. It already, if you're in the environment of Bethel's gym, you're already pumped in general. Yeah, it just definitely because is. Just yeah. you're the whether you're an actual Bethel player or you're the you're the opposing team. Yeah. Because trust me. like it, you. I felt that. You just want to like, okay, it brings out the passion and the competitiveness yeah. in you. Because you're, you're right like, on I top wanna, of everything. Uh, and, and Southwestern's gym is that way for me a little bit too. Yeah, Southwestern's gym um, can be that way too. Yeah, it's just like you're on top of the action. So, yeah, you was intense that night. We'll see if it carries 
if we're not in the game, we'll see how. See how I, I think I'll be way calmer be just because I'm like, well, and then if refs will actually make good calls instead of just letting things go, <laughs> just saying. But I'm going to keep my mouth shut now, promise, because it's yeah. done, it's over with, we're moving on. Yep, yep. But still, plus, I mean, I, I'm sorry, the pride and joy of Bethel. The only reason I hardcore agreed to going to Bethel and why I actually like Bethel, like, this is the sole reason. It's because of this one person. I call him the Popcorn Man. Yeah, you told me about him. I yeah. don't know his real name. I've been told his real name, but I don't remember it. Was he, he there that was He, he there was. That was he there? I, and yeah, he I just likes to, he loves to get the student section going during, like, timeouts or halftime or anything. And he, him and his wife, they make bags of popcorn. And it is the cutest thing ever, and it just is so much fun. And he's just, he's just awesome. He's the cutest thing ever. I love it, and I love how he gets the crowd going. Like, it's fun. I'm like, oh my gosh, like he makes me smile, you know. And he just like chump, like literally like bullet throws popcorn into the stands. Yeah, and that's like, awesome. But what's funny is that like he loves to joke with the students. Like he loves to throw shade at the students. So if they can't catch the popcorn, he has like. A shade, like a throwing shade remark. Like he's just like shots fired type of thing. Like it's hilarious. It's awesome. Um, also, never forget when we, we literally, our bench had a dance battle against Bethel student section and we won because Mackenzie Glass did the worm and they couldn't do the worm as good as us. So that was during a really long timeout, and we ended up like playing ninja. We play, we had so much fun that game. It was kind of funny, but yeah, I'll never forget when we literally had a dance battle at Bethel against Bethel student section. <laughs> it was funny, <laughs> but um, so did I miss the popcorn man shooting popcorn, or was I too? I, I don't stuff? know. I could have sworn I, I, I told was, you. You you mentioned him, but I didn't know if he was actually shooting the popcorn or not. Did I? No, he doesn't shoot it. He throws it. Oh, he throws it. He throws okay. it. Yeah, okay. he throws it into the crowd. I did not see that unless I was just too zoned into the I think the you're game. just too zoned in or you're not paying attention. That might be it. Because, yeah. like, I mean, I know how I know where he's going to be. I know how to pay attention to it. I know when he does it. So, to me, it's just, it was easier to follow. <laughs> For you, probably not so much. I've right, but, yeah. yeah, no. Outside of that, I hate Bethel's gym. I, I don't like going to Bethel. It's too small in there and too loud in there. That's a good home. It does it's make for a, a very good home, good home environment, though. It is a very good, so, a very good home court however, advantage. However, I do like to feed off of the student section and the crowd's energy. Yep. Not going to lie, whenever we would play there, because it's it's fun, even if it's not directed towards us, you know. Like, but it's fun to kind of like have that bantering going on and just that that loudness, that crowd, that energy. I mean, yeah, you still kind of want, like, you know, at the end of the day, you're like, man, I just want to. Take some amount, you know, but especially if you lose or something. But, um, which thankfully volleyball, we never had that problem. But yep, yep. I mean, there's there's a few times that you still are like, okay, it's on, you know. But yeah, no, it's just so much fun. It's fun to be in that environment, but it's very competitive. Yeah, for too. sure. It bring it for makes sure. you more competitive to be in that gym. For and sure. same with Southwesterns, in all honesty. Yeah, it really does. It does. All right, Sorry, ran, super ran, randomness. So, speaking of random, super random. <sighs> random topic. Do we have one today? What do so you got? So my random topic for today because I am so freaking excited slash nervous slash a little bit anxiety attacks every once in a while just thinking about it. 
For spring break, Mr. Levi, you know where I'm going, but I'm going to tell you again anyways because I want everyone to know I'm going to Florida to go visit my sister, and she's taking me to Disney World and Universal Studios. I'm so flipping excited. It's insane. So, for random topic today, I need to know, first of all, what do you think I should wear? To Disney World. Well, like I have my little, I have my mini ears. I'll yeah. have to bring them to you, and we can even talk about this again next yeah. week because yeah. I'm definitely gonna bring them. You know, but like I have my cute little like rose gold mini ears. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. so super cute. I love them. Yeah. But like, yeah. and then my sister, she got me a pair of Up Mickey ears, and it has like the little house from Up and the balloons, and it says Adventures Out There. It is so cute. It's one of my favorite Pixar movies of all time. No one can hit on Up. I'm sorry. Hands down, best Pixar movie ever. Sorry. You can you can at me, you can hate me all you want, you can say it's not. I don't care. To me personally, Up has a special place in my heart. I want the relationship of Carl and Ellie. Anyways, so <laughs> it's so cute. But anyways, so I, I need to know what to wear. Like what do you think I should wear, Mr. Levi? I would say, um, first something colorful. Oh yeah, of course. Some something colorful. It's supposedly the happiest place in the world. It is the happiest. So, it's the most magical um, and happiest place so in the world. So wear something colorful. If you have something Disney, wear Disney. Of course but I at do. Least, I mean, I, that's a crazy <laughs> I like, question. Of course I do. You've a lot, probably one for each day that you're there. <laughs> but I would say something, uh, something with a lot of color, a lot of, a lot of pizzazz. Okay, but, okay. Some pizzazz. Yeah. I need to get, like, one of those, like, sequined or, like, diamond masks, you know, like mm-hmm. glitter masks. I think that'd be fun. Fun. <laughs> Man. That would be, yeah. I, I'd so, say something like that would be good. Okay, so, because I'm going to Magic Kingdom and I'm going to Epcot in the same day. So, those are two of my favorite parks, not going to lie. Outside of Hollywood Studios, just due to Galaxy's Edge, but we can't get into Galaxy's Edge with her comp p- tickets because, yeah, stupid COVID, stupid rules, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Galaxy's Edge is the newest park in, or the newest attraction, so... We have to keep so many people in it, but anyways, it's cool. It's cool. It's fine, you know. But um, so I'm debating on if I want to like change outfits for the different park, cause like at Magic Kingdom, it's all magic. It's the princesses. It's the everything. However, at Epcot, it's all like science and cultural stuff, you know, which is so super fun to me, cause I love to go around the world. I want a pair of Germany ears so bad because, yeah, I just love Germany. Germany's awesome. If I can move anywhere, it would be Germany. Not going to lie. I would so love to move to Germany. I think it'd be great. But anyways, so I'm debating on if I should have, like, two separate outfits for the day or no. What do you think? Well, the only reason you would wear different outfits if you wanted to differentiate between each visit. Like, oh, good point. You want, like, you'll have pictures one place, not pictures the other place. That's a good point. So you would have it, you know, it'd be, it would kind of stand out, but it'd be distinct. That's true. It would make it a little yeah. bit more special. Like, yeah. okay, hey, yeah. let's go. Yeah. You yeah. Know. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to have to figure out an outfit for Epcot now. Because I feel like for Magic Kingdom, I'm definitely going to wear, like, some color to it, you know, or, like, have something fun and magical, you know, because Magic Kingdom, it's called the Magic Kingdom for a reason, Mm -hmm. you know, like, come on, 
you know. But yeah. for Epcot, I'm kind of thinking that I want to do a little bit more like neutral slash cultural, you know, like because I'm gonna walk around the world. I'm going to Germany. I'm going to Norway. I'm going to America all over again. Then I'm gonna go to Mexico. I'm gonna go to Italy. I'm going to Japan, China, whole nine yards. You name them, I'm going. Even France. I'm going. You know, and I'm excited. If you can't tell, I'm super excited. And United Kingdom. United Kingdom's in there, too. I used to, I think I can name all, I think, I believe that there's nine countries, and I believe I just named all of them, but I could be so totes my goats wrong, so don't quote me or not. Nope, Morocco. That's the one I missed. Morocco's in there. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> now I think I got all nine. But, <laughs> anyways, it's fun, it's amazing. So I think I'm going to wear something a little bit more neutral slash cultural. However, with a it's little a hint idea. of science, because I want to go and ride Figment. Figment, the Imagine Dragon, it's amazing. If you've never heard of Figment, you need to look up Figment. Disney's Figment, the Imagine Dragon, you need to look him up. He is amazing. He's so much fun. He's so cute. I don't care. Some people don't like him, but I sure as heck do. I think he's cute. But anyways, yeah, so, and then, let me think, what am I going to wear for Universal Studios, though? I think I'm going to go with a Harry Potter vibe, but at the same time, there's also Marvel there, and I'm a huge Marvel person. So I don't Mar know what to do. Marvel. Marvel? You think Marvel? Yeah. Okay. I'm more than Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fill that. Marvel. Okay. Yeah. Shoot, I might have two different outfits for that day, too. I'm just kidding. Man, yeah. You're going to be like those performers. You go in and out. Yes! Change different kind of outfits. But they also but. have Jurassic Park there. So I'm like, okay, should I go with a dinosaur theme? You know? Like something like, ooh, okay. Outfit changes each second. Outfit changes, you know? They even have a Simpsons world. So I might even have, a, like, a Marge, like... Get one of them wigs, them tall wigs, and be a yeah. You'd have a desire just to bring out different yes. outfits about every 30 minutes. Yes. Oh, stage changes. Stage change. Okay. <laughs> oh, we're going to Men in Black? Okay, let me go get this. You know. Oh, we're going to ride the Mummy Ride? Okay, let me change it to my adventure clothes, you know, like just stupid, yeah. <laughs> some fun. I'm excited. However, we want to hear from you guys. Please tell me, what do you think I should wear to Disney World? and to Universal Studios, because I seriously want to know, because I'm so confused. And then eventually we will post my Mickey ears because they're freaking cute. They're adorable. I love my Mickey ears. Well, they're called mini ears because they got the bow on them, but I'm used to calling them Mickey ears because my mom doesn't like mini, so she refuses to say mini ears. <laughs> no, she hates mini. Why, I don't exactly know, but she does not like Minnie Mouse. But yeah, no. <laughs> I was also looking up, like, abandoned Disney World rides and, like, stuff from, like, my childhood. Like, there used to be a, uh, a little part in Magic Kingdom that was called Toontown or, like, Toonland Toon or something. And you could walk into Mickey and Minnie's houses and I believe even Donald Duck's. I can't remember. I think it was those three. And that's obviously where you would meet all of those, all of the characters like the main characters including like goofy son max mm -hmm. which was so on cool goof to troop. me i used to like max on goof troop yeah. yeah i was like he he was so much fun to me and just like as like a little kid you're just kind of like oh yeah. and then when yeah. you like i even watched a video of somebody walking through Minnie mouse's house whenever and i was like i so remember this like it almost brought tears to my eyes because i was like oh my gosh this is my childhood Literally, we spent every summer almost in Disney World because my grandparents lived in Florida, so it was just easier for us to 
go there for the summer yeah. or go there for winter time or whatever, you know, as like a little vacation spot. That was always our vacation yeah, was yeah. going to see my grandparents. And then we'd always end up at Disney World somehow, some way. But it was still really fun. Yep. It all sounds fun. You you got a ton of information on what you're going to do. You know the, you know the extent of information I need from this trip? What? When you land <laughs> and when you're coming back. Yep, you, there you go. That's the information that I need. Now, I do want a couple of pictures, though, during the trips, certain times. Oh, yeah. So you do need to do that. But, you will definitely get uh, pictures. And, and that way I can respond. Maybe some videos. And send, yeah, send a picture. That way I can respond with a, I'll take a picture where I'm at, which is probably the softball field or baseball field. Probably. So, <laughs> we'll exchange pictures of where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just as, long, just as long as, I even I even told my sister, I was like, just as long as I watch the Happily Ever After fireworks show at Magic Kingdom, I will be so content with life, I don't care. Because she's like, okay, we have these two booked on this day, and then Universal on this day. Thursday, I don't know exactly what we're going to do, so let me know if you figure anything out. And I'm like, girlfriend, we can do whatever you want, because I don't care. I'm just chilling, you know. So... It'll be interesting. Mine and my sister's adventures are always very interesting. Yeah. And we're getting my cousin involved, so this is going to be fun. Yeah. We are three trouble when we're, in, when we're all together. I hope we have so fun, just fair and warning. And you can share details when you get back. So, oh, yeah. so again, and you're coming back when? That Friday the, the 19th? That Friday the 19th. So that's the day to keep in mind. Okay. Yeah. Well. So we can actually, the day that I come back, we can do a podcast, actually. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're planning on. Yes. For. Let's do it. Hopefully I'm tan. I'm hoping to get some tannage, you know, but yeah. I don't want a masked hand, so yeah. pray that I don't have a masked hand. So the 19th version of our podcast will be the Disney. The Disney one. Yes. We'll just call it the Disney one. It'll so. be the Disney yeah. yeah. slash Universal. Florida yeah. trip. Orlando, Florida trip, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We'll figure it out. All right. Later. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. But when you land, the, when you get back, and a couple pictures Hey, maybe a okay. video. That's what I need. Mom. Okay. Yeah, Fine. that's important. Whatever. But everything else sounds good. You it's, might get more. <laughs> yeah, more, more the better. <laughs> but critical when you land, when you get back. Mom. Yep. I and do that. whatever in between. Mom. I can do that because I don't yeah. like flying. So, yeah, yeah, I need to make sure that someone knows what I'm yeah. doing yeah. <laughs> and where I'm at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you, yeah, all the However, other details However, on the 19th, fun. I am flying out at like 530 in the morning. Florida time, which yeah. is an hour ahead of us, so it'll be like four thirty here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna be so exhausted, guys. It's gonna be great. Yeah, yeah. it's fun though. You might be it's a little all bit. Worth it. You'll be going on nervous energy that day. It'll be worth it though. Yeah, it'll be worth it. <laughs> you might be just going a mile. <laughs> I might be going a mile a minute. Yeah. Might be just yeah. all on caffeine running, but it's yeah. cool. <laughs> no, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. You can share it with us. So we'll 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 be listening. We'll be keeping an eye on it so but yeah just keep in mind what i need out of that so yep. then we'll be all 100 percent good oh, yeah. Yeah. so let me know with our hashtag talking with friends what do you think i should wear send me ideas send me everything i don't care yep maybe there might be some ideas in that i'm hoping that there's some ideas because i need some ideas i've been looking on pinterest and i don't yep. know yep but i think it needs to have color i yep. think it needs to have uh wear your disney if you have however many you have and then maybe the different parks it could be distinct or something different that way it yeah. stands out a little bit different i think so. so i think that's a good idea i'm probably gonna do that yeah oh yeah it's gonna be fun yeah <laughs> all right our devotion i got spoiled a little bit with it today but it oh, sounds only a good little bit. only a little bit 
because I heard a little bit of it today, but it's it's okay. Um, so take off with that, but it sounds really good. I think everybody's going to enjoy it. Yes. I think so, too. If I can ever get my notes back up. Jeez. I don't want that. Okay, hang on. I might have to get off of Wi-Fi to do it. Sometimes it doesn't let me do it on Wi-Fi. So I'm going to X out of that and then come back to it. Okay, there it goes. Well, there were some really good verses in it. Yes, there are always great verses. Okay, I found it. Okay, so again, all my devotions, big life. Um, lost my train of thought. It is called the Big Life Devotional Podcast. Absolutely amazing with Pamela Krim. Highly recommend. Just got to give always a shout out because, yeah, I don't know. Nervous with copyright stuff. Shouldn't have any, but still, I don't know. But, um... So that's where I get all my devotions from. Um, today's t the title of today's devotion was "Here for Victory." We're going to start it off with this verse. With this verse, Deuteronomy twenty verse four, or chapter twenty verse four. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory. So, basically. Whatever you are battling, it can be an illness, it can be a physical thing, it can be a mental thing, it can be just a struggle with work, finances, anything. Whatever you are battling in life, just remember that God is right there battling with you. He is always there battling and taking on the battle with you. He is a fighter for us, and He is fighting for you. You question if you will ever win, but the victory has already been guaranteed. But goodness gracious, sometimes it doesn't feel like it, does it? Sometimes we do not feel like we just won a battle or that God is fighting with us. I, and I personally have at fault done this. Sometimes it does not feel like it, but he really and truly is. And we have to keep that in mind and we have to remember because he is here for the victory. He is here for victory. Um, I lost my train of thought. Sorry, I'm going off of the notes from yeah, the actual well, it's, podcast. It's not just feelings, though. So, yeah, it's just um, a feeling. Sometimes we don't feel like we won, but it's kind of like my dad used to always say that the world, and I'm not sure who said it originally, but the world can take away my happy, but they can't take away my joy. Mm -hmm. Which happy is a feeling that it depends on circumstances. You could be, you know, you could be stopped at a red light forever and be late to, for something, and that can take away your happy. It's a feeling, you know. Things can, things can come in and take that. But joy is something that is uh, within inside of you that is a constant being. It's a constant. It's an eternal thing. So even mm -hmm. though you may not feel like it, you still have that victory. You still have that joy of the Lord in your heart yep. and your soul that nothing else can take that away from you. Yep. Um, this morning, or well, this afternoon, actually. Sorry, I heard this this morning, so that's why I had this morning down. Um, but this afternoon, I actually want to give you guys um, a few truths. I believe that there are three truths to this. Two or three, I don't remember exactly. But anyway, so these truths will not exactly get you out of the battle, but these truths will definitely give you hope in the battle. So while you are fighting right now, I'm hoping and praying that these truths will give you some hope 
First, you are of tremendous value. The enemy knows your potential much better than you do. Surprisingly, that is very much true. He, the enemy is going to get inside your head. He is going to target your brain, target your mentality, and he is going to continue to have you or to make you question your own value because you have tremendous value, but he wants to take that away from you. That is the battle and that is the struggle that we are going through. We are fighting against our enemy because he wants to take away something that we don't even know we actually have most of the time. A lot of the time, we don't know and we don't believe that we have tremendous value. I, again, I've come to fault at this. I know this. I understand this. And I'm sure many of you have. That you just you question your own self-worth and your own self-value because the enemy is physically and actually like persistent on making you feel like you are not enough like you are not of good value he constantly wants to break you you have a huge target on your back because of how valuable you really and truly are how valuable all of your potential is you have a huge target on your back and it is said the birthmark of a believer is a bullseye. Have you ever feel like you're targeted? Because technically you are. You are targeted by our enemy and by Satan and by so many other things in our lives that are trying to cause us harm and mentally or physically. And so it also says here that all good things come under attack. That's just the name of the game. So you know what this means? It means you are a good thing. Yes, you are a good thing because this just means that your potential is way stronger and you need to realize that it is way stronger than what the enemy is trying to give you credit for. That's why you have the bullseye on your back. That's why you are a good thing and why he, the our enemy knows that you are a good thing. So don't tear yourself down. Stop tearing yourself down because you're letting the enemy win by tearing even yourself down. That's such a good point. You know, some people always say, "Oh, if I could just get the devil off my back, if I could mm -hmm. just, if I could just, you know, the devil quit, you know, just get off my back, quit, uh, quit attacking me." And um, and the thing is, uh, you know, the quickest way to get the devil off your back is to stop doing stuff for God. Yeah. Because he's only going to attack someone that's being effective. Uh, yep. And that is actually serving the Lord and actually making a difference. He's not going to attack someone that's doing nothing. It's not really any kind of a threat to do something yep. for, for God. He, he's going to attack the people who's the biggest warriors for the Lord. So when the devil's attacking you, it, it's not any fun, but just taking almost as a badge of honor because he's trying to stop what you're doing. Yes. He, you must be doing something worthy to make him to make him want to attack you. Yeah. And it's... So just never... never let that tear yourself down because the more the more you tear yourself down and the more you stop believing the more you stop having faith the more the devil wins and the more that he's gonna actually start laying off of you because he already knows you're defeated he won yep. Yep. you don't want that to happen you want to keep fighting the second point or the second truth that i wanted to share was god is on your side he is not against you like whatever battle you are fighting right now like he please he wants 
to be there. He is on your side. God wants to give you victory in this. And not temporary victory. No, 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 no. Full and complete victory. Victory that leaves you shocked and in awe. Victory that has you dancing because you are completely free. Victory that leaves no doubt. Did No doubt God did something miraculous in your life. This is the victory God wants to give you. He wants to be there with you. No, he is there struggling and battling with you. He is battling against the enemy. I mean, if you think about it, yes, Jesus, he, he arose to heaven eventually, but I believe that he actually descended into hell first to defeat the devil and then rose to heaven to be with God and to, be, to give us eternal life and eternal paradise. It was not an easy struggle. It was not an easy road. It was never an easy road for Jesus. Jesus has so had so many challenges and so many struggles and so many battles to fight. And he was like the most perfect and unsinful person there ever was. Yeah. You know, he was perfect. Yeah. And he yeah. still had the battles. He still had to fight because, but he got through all of these battles because one, not only is he the son of God, and he, that's just how God made him, but because he believed in God. He knew he was the son of God. He knew that God was going to be with him, fighting with him by his side. Jesus knew everything. But in the ultimate goal, he got his victory. Mm -hmm. Because this is God, and he wants to give us victory. He wants to continue to give us victory in every single battle, in every single struggle that we are facing. That's a victorious message, mm -hmm. Morgan, because um, Jesus did go to hell. He took the gates, of, he took the keys, mm -hmm. and he defeated the gates of hell. And I remember my dad preached a message on this one time. He, Because um, hell had a lot of visitors at the time, but that visitor, when Jesus died on the cross, that visitor was different. That visitor was coming to defeat it. Mm -hmm. And it, it shook the walls of hell when Jesus came and, and stole the keys. He took the keys of death, took the keys of hell, and, and he defeated it now, then, and forever. So yep. it's something that we, we have eternal life in heaven now through, through Jesus' death on the cross and resurrection. And he's already defeated mm -hmm. hell on the grave. That, that battle's already been won. Yep. So it also says here that the enemy can't permanently defeat you. So he just tries to give you a defeated mindset. The, because the devil has already been defeated by Jesus Christ himself, the only thing and the only way that he will win is if he defeats your mindset. So don't let him defeat your mindset. Again, don't let those feelings become like embarrassing or don't don't have those feelings of embarrassment that's where this mindset comes from this where this defeated mindset comes from don't feel like people are constantly judging you and you are embarrassed by these different judgments and by these different people because it's not it's not there that's just letting the devil come into your brain and tell you that hey you should be embarrassed by this or you shouldn't do this because no one likes that people are judging you for this when really and truly no one is actually judging it is said that christians should not be judgeful of other christians or of other people we just need to help people get back on the path in which they need to follow god 
That is what mm -hmm. we are sent right. for. That is why we are here. We are not here to judge. So just always have that mindset. Don't let these little things be embarrassing to you. Don't let. Don't be ashamed of who you are or who your family is. I understand that it can be hard. Trust me, that can be very hard. Some of the things that my family has done and even some of the things that I have done have been pretty embarrassing. But at the end of the day, I know exactly who I am. I believe in God. And we all need to just fight this together because we don't need these embarrassing feelings or these feelings of embarrassment to take over our lives and to take over how we mentally are going to behave in a way. Just remember, the victory has been won. Okay? Mm -hmm. The victory has been won. Do not live defeated or embarrassed. Do not live defeated or embarrassed because the victory has already been won. You just have to keep constantly fighting. It is a process. It, you will keep on making progress. The embarrassment infected your identity. Has the embarrassment infected your identity and crippled your progress? Because it will if you don't drop it. You need to drop the embarrassment and you need to feel not necessarily grateful or proud of the embarrassing thing, but you need to not let it define you or be that something of your identity because it shouldn't be. And it will continue to cripple your process and be embarrassing and just be infectious if you continue to let it go. Just drop it and just let let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Yeah, sneak into that. I you had know, to. You're, 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 I had you're in to. your Disney mindset, so that's right. it's, it's acceptable today. Just remember that God can work with your struggles. You've, you've probably been knocked down. You're struggling, but God can work with that. God works with your embarrassing moments. He works with all of your screw-ups. He works with all of this stuff because God wants to work with that. It's not like God is sitting back saying, Gosh, I really don't want to get my hands dirty here. I hope they don't seek me. I hope they don't seek me in this mess. I would kind of rather stay out of it. No, no, God does not say that. God pursues the mess. He wants to get all up in your chaos. He wants to bring radical change. He does not want to keep bringing you down or allowing people to bring us down. No, he wants to help fight with us. So it also says there are multiple stories actually throughout the Bible of this you know and like a few examples are like the man who was crippled for 38 years he was healed the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years cured the girl who the little girl who had already been who had already died brought back to life the 90 year old couple without a baby were pregnant the fishermen with empty nets are overflowing the prostitute who had been saved or who had ruined her life had been saved there are so many stories in the Bible of us continuing to be cured, continuing to be saved, and it is because of our faith in God and because God wants to heal us. He wants to get us through these struggles. He is battling with us. Oh, man. This is just an amazing thing. This is just amazing. This is victory. a victorious Sorry. type of... Devotion. It's this just fine. No. Uh, it also says that there is no shame in this. You may have a bullseye on your back, but you have a savior with a shield. You may have an enemy on attack, 
but you have Jesus standing guard, which is so true. So true. Always remember that he has a shield. There's always the shield of God that we are protected by. Even if it doesn't seem like it, I promise you we are all protected by it. And God and Jesus both are standing at our side and getting us through these battles. Oh, man. Don't live defeated. Sorry. That was a little awkward said. Um, Don't live defeated. You're still in the fight. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to the fight with you to fight for you against your enemies to give you victory victory is coming victory is coming i promise you there is also another apparently transa- translation of the earlier scripture deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 4 which says don't fear don't hesitate don't panic god your god is right there with you fighting with you against your enemies fighting to win Remember, God is fighting for you. He is fighting to win. And that is all that he is here. That is what he's here to do. He wants us as children of God to believe in him and that we are protected by him because we do believe in him. And he is fighting each and every single one of our enemies and each and every one of our struggles. He is battling with us, with his shield, with his mighty stance, with everything else that he has coming. He throws it ten times harder. Just remember that he is always fighting for you and fighting to win. Yep. Victory! Yep. That was a pretty powerful devotion, actually. I liked it. Yep. It was. I think we probably had a lot of people saying amen. Amen! Yep. Right saying, Can I get a hallelujah? Preach it, girl. <laughs> hallelujah. That was, a vic- that was a victorious devotion. That was really good. Really good. And the Lord said. Yep, yep. <laughs> Very good. Yep. See, there, yep. There, there's a little bit of Pentecostal in you. Just oh. a little bit. Just a little bit. No, that was very good. All right. So, a lot of fun today with Henry Brunn, Caroline Giles, and um, Avery Stevert. Our indoor KCAC indoor track and field champions. So very good. Hey, Dr. Good. Carey, if you're listening, we're demanding a walkout. Morgan's already bound pounding the drum. We for are a going to demand a walkout. I really want one. Yeah. I yeah. think a lot of us do. We yeah. want to have some sort of celebration. That usually happens. So we'll, we'll see. That usually I'm does happen. So. That usually happens. Dr. Carey, we're we're coming for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she always knows ahead of time anyways, but still. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. She's ready for you. She already (laughs) is like ahead of it already, probably. She'll probably say, I'll tell Morgan to go away. Probably, (laughs) you know. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, somebody's already told her, like, hey, we're going to have a walkout, and she just has to approve a date. It would not surprise me if we've already done that. I don't know. I'm just hoping that we actually get one due to COVID stuff. I'm I, hoping we get one. I think it'd be great. I think, I think great. it would too. Conference chance. I think it'd be awesome. That's kind of tradition. So let's make it happen. I know it's my turn to pray for it us this is. week. So you already knew that. So I'm going to pray us out. And um, we thank you for joining us. And we'll be back at you next week. So let me pray for us. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for this university and for its mission and what we're able to do for you. And able to, to do what we enjoy doing and I have a special blessing upon everybody here our staff administration student athletes our campus community um, I'm thankful for Morgan and what she does and just continue to bless her and continue to draw her closer to you and we're thankful for everyone here our entire community 
Thank you for guiding us and directing us in these uncertain times. Give us, continue to give us wisdom and discernment for how we need to navigate this and just to continue to bring glory to you. And we ask that you keep a protective hand upon us always. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Again, thanks for joining us today. A lot of fun. We'll talk to you again next week. So tomorrow, baseball is at home. Mid-America Nazarene. Softball also at home Saturday and Sunday. And don't forget our NAI indoor national meet. Both Falcon teams will be competing in that, so we'll have coverage of that as well. So anyway, thanks again for joining us, and we will talk to you again next week. Have a great weekend. Peace.